Welcome to Small Bites Radio with Donato Marino and Derek Tim. We hope you're hungry. I'm Donato Marino with Premier Bean to Barista Service. That's coffee, that is, if you didn't get the bean and barista part of it. And um, I'm here with uh, Derek. Tim. Tim. Blue Jean Food. How's it going, pal? Hey, it's great. All I can say is what a week makes a difference. Makes a difference. Sure One weekend. I'm glad we survived that snow. Foot of snow. You won't even know it snowed. Nope. <laughs> Went up to 40s, 50s. Or oh, 50s this week. Yeah. But do you know what really makes me warm and fuzzy inside and makes makes my heart fond? What's that, that? When I get to hear from my man. Me? Well, you, or but John Howard. Fusco. That's who I'm talking about. How's it going tonight, John? Evening, guys. How are we doing this evening? Sounds like we're in a good mood. Always, right. because let me tell you, John, <laughs> you you know we like to tease you. <sighs> See, you you can't smell that. That's the scent of delicious jerk chicken, oh, sold jam rock food in studio. Good golly, we got trays upon trays. Oh, nice sounds. That sounds delicious. I wish I was there. <laughs> and you'd be as happy as we are. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about uh, K Pod. Now, this is the newest Steven Star Restaurant venture, opening this week on February 9th in University City. This is the reimagining of Pod, which is the restaurant that's been there for about 20 years. So they reimagined now and calling it K Pod. Uh, according to Michael Klein, the Inquirer, the menu is kind of Korean. I guess we'll call it Korean-inspired. Plenty of items with kimchi on the menu. You got Korean fried chicken wings. Uh, check out the menu. Again, opening on the 9th, opening this week. That is K-Pod in University City. Uh, this past weekend saw the opening of an interesting venture out in Chester called Vittles Food Hall. Uh, it's being run by an organization called Everybody Eats Philly. This is an organization of African-American chefs who are helping underserved parts of the Philadelphia region. They're running the food hall with lower-cost food options and also trying to provide jobs for people in the area. So, again, that's Vittles Food Hall in Chester. Uh, a Wawa out in Montgomery County is looking to obtain a liquor license and creating what they call a beer cave, which will, allow, which will have seating those who want to have a drink in the store. This is according to Philly Voice, and the drinking, of course, will be restricted to indoors. No outdoor drinking, of course, but uh, a beer cave in a Wawa so you can sit and have a drink. What do you think, guys? Oh, that sounds, sounds really good. Sounds like we may never leave Wawa. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we may never leave the Wawa. Um, over on the Jersey side, our friend Mark over at 42 Freeway reported that a new brewery will be taking over the space vacated by Adco Brewing on the Whitehorse Pike. The name of the brewery is Wimmed, W-H-I-M-S Brewing. And look for a late spring, early summer, summer opening for that place. And then our friend Marilyn Johnson over at South Jersey Food Scene has been reporting a couple of new restaurants that we should be looking for in South Jersey this spring. Uh, Sister Spot, this is a soul food, comfort food restaurant that will be opening in Pensalkin. And then Philly's own Tina's Tacos is opening a second location on Route 130 in Florence. Again, this is happening in the springtime, so look for those openings uh, in South Jersey. You can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Eating in S Jersey, as well as check me out on the South Jersey Food Scene uh, Facebook page and Check out Marilyn's South Jersey Food Scene website. She's keeping it up to date. A lot of good content there. So check it out if you're looking for South Jersey food information. That's awesome, John. And I have a question for you because I know you are the go-to authority, Mr. Foodie yourself as well. One of recognized by the New York Times for your food blog. I had a first this week. I've, I've had elk previously. 
but I had an elk burger. It was the first time I had ever had an elk burger. Have you ever had an elk burger, John? I have had elk. I have done buffalo, uh, which was very good. I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm curious about the elk. So I'm assuming it would be a little more on the, as they would say, gamier side. Uh, a little stronger flavors, I would imagine. What do you? What would, what would you say? Didn't taste a gamey flavor one bit on the one I had. You'll have to check out my blog. Search shows a picture. It was an elk burger. It was nice and lean. It was great. And after mm. I had it, I'm like, why the heck are not people serving elk burgers all over the place? It was delicious. It was great. Nice. So, so there you okay. go. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm nice. surprised. I, I thought John would definitely have been like, I've had it in these 10 places. Derek, yeah. where have you been? <laughs> That's old news. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Have yourself a good night, pal. Always a pleasure to talk to you. All right, guys. Have a good evening. You too. But uh, talking about he- eating healthier, we always don't have to eat meat. So sometimes we go meatless Mondays. I know you Italians, Don. It's... Easier for you to go meatless, so you can have spaghetti and... Uh, hey, when we go meatless, we eat lamb. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, your version of, that's your version of meatless. See, I was going to say you can have stuffed shells, uh, maybe the vegetable lasagna, but Don says no. But... Maybe we have someone who could convince you otherwise, Don. Small steps, baby steps. I have an open mind. Got to walk before we can run. Yes. Exactly. But Chef Valerie Wilson, also known as Macro Val, Chef Val, uh, I mean, she has been in business for 25 years, teaching uh, cooking classes every week, offering counseling services, personal chef services, author of five successful cookbooks, but she specializes in whole foods, vegan, and organic recipes based on uh, macrobiotic principles. So Chef Val, what's the first step that we can uh, do in order to help our friend Don over here to make sure that he's being environmentally friendly and friendlier to his body as well? Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, so you're looking for a first step. I think the first step is to be conscious of what you put into your body. For instance, just when you go to the grocery store, read the label of what you're buying because so many things now in the grocery store have added sugar, you know, and, uh, you know, chemicals and preservatives. So, I mean, that's like the easiest first step that somebody could do just to be more conscious of, hey, what's in the food that I'm actually eating, you know? Uh, that's a, that, that's a great tip. I mean, because Donna, I mean, I know at the beginning of the new year, we're in February now, but you said that you were looking out for yourself a little bit more. And when I look in the mirror. <laughs> you look at yourself more and more every day. No, but, but she is right, though. I, I, I did start looking at the, the labels more and uh, you know, putting stuff down that I'd never put down before on back on the shelf, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a good first step, a good, uh, suggestion. That's for awesome. People that there aren't in the know. That, that, that's fantastic. And, uh, Chef Val, I mean, you yourself, you host your own, uh, radio show, Real Food with, uh, Chef Val weekly on Wednesdays. And you also have, uh, Chef Val cooking tips live on, uh, Facebook. And you also have your, uh, teamed up with the video subscription service uh, Patron for uh, Chef's Val Whole and Healthy Cooking. But, but, I don't know how where she finds the time, Don. You forgot about the YouTube channel that she does. Do oh, you, yeah, the YouTube. The YouTube. I forgot about that, but and this is my exact point of I don't know where she finds the time. She's teaming up with our own uh, correspondent, Small Bites' very own, Chef Christina Martin, for a healthy seasonal cooking winter webinar on Saturday, February 26th from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., can you tell us more about this uh, webinar? What's going on? How can we join? Uh, uh, how did you uh, connect with uh, Chef Christina? We love her. Obviously, she's part of our program. Uh, uh, great. Uh, what's going on with the program? Give us some information. Oh, sure. Of course. Yes, I am very busy, but the blessing is that I get to do what I love for a living. 
all about food and creating recipes. So I met Chef Christina Martin actually because she was listening to my radio show, Real Food with Chef Val, and I do it um, like twice a month. And all the radio shows are on my website, macroval.com. People can go there and pull up my past radio shows and listen to them anytime they want. Now, what's happening on the 26th, I'm so excited about this. It's, it's myself, Chef Christina, and another chef, Chef Susan. So there's three professional chefs, and we're going to teach you healthy whole foods recipes geared towards cooking for the wintertime. And so, for instance, I'm going to teach how to make a casserole featuring the signature winter whole grain, which is kasha. Some people call it buckwheat, but it's going to have this absolutely delicious, savory, sweet potato sauce on the top, too. And then Chef Susan's going to teach us how to make a warming chili that features a winter squash and also cocoa. And Chef Christina, while she's doing the dessert, which is going to be a baked, stuffed apple, so that's going to be absolutely delicious. So the information for this is on my website, macroval.com, and you can sign up for it there. It's going to, it's going to be from 10 a.m. to 2.30 in the afternoon. It's virtual. So we already have someone signed up, like, from Hawaii. And I'm in Michigan, and Chef Christina, she's in New Jersey, and so we're going to take breaks because I know that's a long time for people. But, you know, in between each chef teaching a recipe, we're going to take breaks. And we're also going to have question and answer time. You know, people can ask us any questions they want, you know, get involved. Because I've been teaching for 25 years. People ask me lots of questions because, you know, they're curious. They, they want to know more about how can I eat healthy or how can I incorporate whole grains, you know, into my diet. They're, they're looking for more information, and that's what I'm here for is D- to help teach them, definitely. you know, more information. Definitely. And as you mentioned, you've uh, been doing this for uh, at least 25 years. Uh, at the beginning, was uh, the process and what you were trying to put out, was it always whole foods, vegan, organic, or uh, was this a, a change at some point? Uh, did it always start that way, or did, did you change uh, at some point in your career? Yeah, so I've been in the food industry since I was 17 years old, and uh, but then uh, I think I was around the age of, 25, I discovered healthy whole foods cooking, which is based in macrobiotics. And I went to a macrobiotic cooking school. I worked there for two years in apprentice to learn the specific type of healthy whole foods cooking. And it's very popular right now to be called whole foods cooking, but I am celebrating my 25th anniversary of teaching cooking classes. And for 25 years, I've been advertising it as whole foods but now it's very popular and and it has to to be rewarding because i mean i I know don you can you can back me up on this i mean 25 years ago this was at a point when it was pretty much still fast food was king uh, uh tv dinners frozen items and when people started to talk about whole foods and things like that, pretty much you were pushed to the side. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 your mouth would drop. Yeah. What are you talking about? Exactly. And uh, you were ostracized at times. But it has to it has to warm your heart that now because of whether it's social media or the Internet and things like that, the information has gotten out there. And it's proven. It's scientific. It's shown we need to treat our bodies better. We need to eat healthier. And did you ever envision the day when you started back then and, and you heard the hecklers or the individuals are like, what are you doing? Get out of here. It has to feel good to know that deep down inside that you've been on the right side of history. Well, yeah, I guess you can call it that. But, yeah, 25 years ago, it wasn't as known or mainstream as it is now. And But I still emphasize the same points is that when you start putting healthy whole foods into your body, foods that have not been refined or processed, foods that are not sprayed with chemicals, because I do use organic ingredients, you start to feel better. You have more energy. 
you know, you're you're able to overcome certain things. Like when I started, I had eczema really bad. And I had allergies in the springtime. My eyes would puff up and everything. And I don't have any of that anymore. You know, that's completely gone. So that's a wonderful side effect of eating the healthy whole foods. And I also offer one-on-one lifestyle counseling. And I've counseled, I have also do cooking for them and counsel, you know, people who have overcome things like arthritis. I've cooked for people that have had lung cancer, prostate cancer. And the body has this incredible ability to heal itself if you feed it the proper foods and the proper nutrition. And, and so that's the wonderful thing about when you start changing your diet, how great you feel. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And even even uh, Don knows firsthand because of uh, DNL Coffee Services. A, a lot of the customers that you serve, Don, even though it's just espresso and coffee for the, for the a large part, the, they've asked for you to uh, have healthier options with like the sides and oh, I don't know what or whatever the, the milks that you're providing yeah, and things like that. Oat milk now and um, soy was big for a while. And uh, there's a lot more vegan-style bakeries, cafes opening up all through the city. So you've seen it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're training them, it's a little different to steam oat milk and the, the other, you know, the milks uh, that there's non-dairy. But uh, once you learn the technique, it's it's fairly pretty easy. That, that, that's great. I mean, it, it, it there really is that that uh, food today and the world view that we're able to have when we go to the grocery store that just wasn't available 25 years ago, even just to go into the grocery aisle 25 years ago was a completely different scenario, especially in the wintertime. I mean, uh, I remember you telling us uh, stories that your, how your mother would can everything, Don, and yeah. you got to get ready. <laughs> But this day and age, it's like you you don't blink an eye when you go into the grocery store in the middle of February. No, everything's there. Yeah. So everybody's coming along. I'm sorry. Like 25 years ago, I did all my shopping at health food stores. And like you said, now I can, you know, here in Michigan, we have Kroger. So I can shop at Kroger or Meyer, And they have large sections where they sell organic foods. And they sell, you know, vegan food. So it's definitely changed in 25 years. Without a doubt. But uh, Chef Val, Macro Val Food, it was such a pleasure talking to you again. It, it always is. We enjoy having you on. Uh, uh, appreciate you taking the time out. As we mentioned, you're so busy. You have your own radio show, uh, live uh, cooking show weekly, YouTube channel, and also your video subscription service at Patron. But we want to make sure that everyone remembers that you have your healthy seasonal cooking winter webinar. It's virtual Saturday, February 26, 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. It's going to be three chefs teaching vegan whole food recipes. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Please share a social media, a website, or anything like that before you go. Yeah, yeah. So everybody can find, you know, how to contact me, how to sign up for the webinar at macroval.com. That's my website. And then for people to follow me on Facebook, it's Macro Val Food. And that's M-A-C-R-O. And then my name, V-A-L, Macro Val. That's my company's name. So it's Macro Val Food on Facebook. Thank you so much, Chef Val. Have a great night. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. And Don, I mean, as you know, we were just from the beginning of the show when Chef Val came on. This winter weather can get you down sometimes. It sure does. But you know what happens is when you get over a foot of snow like we did last week, you don't feel like going anywhere, do you? Get a little blanket. A blanket, a movie. And what goes better with a movie and cozying up in the middle of the winter? Great popcorn. Oh, you nailed it right on the head, my friend. So 
great popcorn. We're going to flip it right over to the founding partner and chief marketing officer of Oppo Pop, Chuck Lepley. This is an innovative gourmet popcorn that is just amazing. It's flavor-wrapped popcorn kernels. They've completely redefined what people should have expect from microwave popcorn don you were blown away with the the uh, flavor options i was tom was our uh, engineer producer he was like holy geez these flavors are amazing so uh chuck how's it going tonight pal What's well, going great after that introduction? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's well deserved. I'm glad to hear you guys liked it. Uh, it it's a well deserved introduction. This is the first product of its kind and is the world's first pre flavored popcorn kernels. Great idea. We loved it. We 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 love everything about the product of what you guys did. The packaging is amazing. But let's go back a step. Tell us about Oppo Pop and how did the brand get started? Uh, so our, our co-founders who, you know, I've known for 20 plus years, um, they have done a couple other companies, not at all in the food space, actually in the music industry, um, which is how I know them. I used to DJ and produce music and um, they've done the same thing. They started Beatport, which is, you know, was basically iTunes for uh, DJs, could, you know, back could in you 2000 possibly, when everything was going electronic. <laughs> could you possibly make a loop with the sound of popcorn popping? We have talked about that. There we, we go. Do that I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, so you know, they've been friends forever as well, and they were kind of sitting around uh, actually watching a Broncos game, you know, eating popcorn and kind of talking about, like, what their next thing would be. And, you know, they realized, like, eating the popcorn, they're like, well, like, why don't we do popcorn, you know? Let's, like, let's make popcorn cool again. It was kind of an offhanded comment at the time. But then the more that they, like, looked into the category and thought about it, the more that they realized that there was just, like, this huge lack of innovation across the whole, you know, category. I mean, microwave popcorn has been around since the late 70s. It, like, pretty much hasn't changed since that time. You know, it was popped in a bag back then it still is now um and then you know even like popcorn machines and that kind of thing they're they're all kind of the same and they haven't changed since then like the last real innovation in the machine was with the air popper and that was also in the late 70s so you know that kind of kicked things off um and then they started pulling together some people they knew like myself um sarah mcdowell who's our president um you know she was at general mills she started at lara bar um, and, you know, we just kind of got to work on this project. And uh, it, it's, it's a great project indeed. I mean, it's it's, it's great. Uh, the world's better off for this, especially anyone who loves uh, popcorn in a movie. But the secret to your success is what you guys invented are these flavor-wrapped kernels. What exactly, for someone out there listening, is a flavor-wrapped kernel? So, I mean, the best way to kind of think of it is sort of like um, a peanut M&M. So it's basically, you know, the kernel with the flavor and seasoning wrapped around it um, in sort of a like solidified form, right? So in each individual kernel has the kernel and then the seasoning wrapped around it. Um, they come in these little pouches um, or bags, and then you basically pour them into our silicon microwave popper uh, and pop it up. And you're talking about the... Uh... The silicon bowl, which is uh, Oppo Pop decided to go with a silicon bowl rather than a traditional microwave bag. And that was an interesting twist. Is silicone the way to go for popcorn moving forward? Are we going to see all these major brands start uh, following you? And then you'll be able to sit back in the chair and go, I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there have been silicon bowls, like, around for a little while, but usually people just, you know, pour kernels in them and pop them in, like, maybe a little bit of oil. Um, we've done a couple of things to the bowl to kind of optimize it and make it better. So, like, we really feel like we have probably the best one out there. Um, you know, we kind of have these, like, handles that go on the side so you can shake it up afterwards. It doesn't, it doesn't get hot when you're taking it out of the microwave. 
Um, you know, sort of another fun part of the flavor wrap kernels is you open them up and pour them in and you can actually see, you know, what you're about to pop, um, you know, which is just kind of a fun little thing to do uh, for anyone. And, you know, I mean, really, I, I think the flavors are like a huge piece of what we do. If you kind of look at the microwave category, there uh, really hasn't been like a lot of interesting flavors you know there's plenty of interesting flavors in bagged popcorn but you look at microwave popcorn and it's like butter and you know maybe more butter. some yeah. sort of sweet one yeah right it's more butter more and more, more butter. butter and stuff you can't Super pronounce extra butter right <laughs> but, right so uh, you but, know there's uh, obviously uh, an appetite there's obviously an appetite for you know exciting new flavors and so um you know, we've come up with a handful of flavors. I think we have uh, maybe 10 now. Um, and, you know, one of the fun things that we do is we like to get people into uh, trying the popcorn by ordering a discovery kit. And that basically comes with our silicon popper and then um, one big serving of each of our seven flavors. So you can kind of like try all the flavors and then decide which ones you like and then reorder them in our bigger bags. And and that was great. And we were uh, lucky enough to uh, receive that kit. But me and Don had a question. You want to ask him, Don, about how it was shipped to us? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm curious why it was shipped with a refri- uh, freezer bag. Why? Why? Yeah, why it was insulated? Because that was interesting to me of why it was shipped cold. And and it says that it was uh, uh, this way it's for its peakness. But the only thing I could think of, Don, is because of the way he described the kernels, maybe it could melt. Is, Is that why? Right. Yeah, so it's sort of like chocolate, right? Mm. Do you think, um, mm. you know, chocolate, if it gets, you know, in the high temperatures, it can melt a little bit. So, um, you know, typically in the winter, we don't actually ship them with cold packs. I imagine they did that just to make sure that they were, you know, perfect for you guys. But, um, you know, definitely in the summer, we pack them with ice packs because, you know, you never know what can happen on the delivery trucks and that kind of thing, how long they can sit somewhere. So it's just a little bit of a safety measure during shipping. That's great. I mean, because at, at first, because just because I'm, we're only familiar with just regular yeah. kernel popcorn, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I, I was like, that is really taking care of the way that you guys are putting the product out there to make sure it's not spoiling or anything like that, but it really comes, as you mentioned, it's uh, product quality standards because you don't want, especially in the summer, as you mentioned, you don't want that flavor to melt or stick together and it would affect its performance and flavor. Be one big kernel. Yeah, one big kernel, one big pop (laughs) popcorn, but... uh, Right, yeah, you could still pop it, you know, and it would still taste the same, it would be fine, it's just, you know, not necessarily the ideal experience with without a doubt and as you said this is really giving people at home that gourmet popcorn feel because uh i was in uh like gatlinburg tennessee and there was a uh uh, a popcorn place that had i want to say 130 varieties of popcorn and the same thing i was just in charleston south carolina so the gourmet f- popcorn thing is really growing in a retail space but at home in the microwave as we've mentioned multiple times now it's just been the regular regular flavors so when it comes to these sort of products and flavors how did you come up with all of the ideas of uh, what would really work in the format? What was the Tet's kitchen conditions that you were guys like, we want this flavor, this flavor, and that flavor? How did they come about? Uh, I mean, honestly, you know, we just did a lot of experimenting early on um, and a lot of taste test tests just among the team. Um, our, our flavor scientist, um, Alec, who you know, has been amazing and has come up with all of these flavors. He spent, um, I think, 20 years at General Mills. Um, you know, so he's got a great background, and he, he would just, like, create all these different flavors, and, you know, we would taste test them and refine them and, you know, just go back and forth and back and forth until we felt like we really had, you know, the flavor nailed, and then um, we launched with it. So, you know, we we started off with a, a bunch of different flavors, and then we kind of, um, when we launched, narrowed it down to, um, the six flavors that we launched with. 
which, you know, I, I think are all pretty great. Um, and, you know, from our sales, like we don't have one that doesn't sell well. So, you know, I think there's probably something to be said about that as well. Without a doubt. And I mean, you guys are putting out, a, as you've mentioned, fantastic product. I mean, the flavors are really original. Uh, they're they're crave worthy because once you have I don't want to say bag or because you're popping it in the bowl. Once you have a bowl of this stuff, you're going to start eating a, a lot of it because they were great. I mean, you had fancy <laughs> butter, salted, uh, uh, um, salted caramel, umami. Uh, yep, the salted umami, the vanilla cake pop, cinnalicious, mally hot, uh, cheddar pino. It, it goes on and on. We had, we had a couple other ones in there too. And so unique and the flavor profiles really stand out so i see why you guys have really taken care in it you you want it to make sure that it gets to your home properly but what is the way that we're going to be able to tell our listeners how to get the product where's what's the best method for anyone who's listening to go out and get oppo pop I mean, the best way to do it is just order from our website, uh, opopop.com. So it's just opopop.com. And, you know, like I said, we recommend people trying the discovery kit so you can try all the flavors. Um, you know, and, and I think th there's something to be said for that too, right? Like if you saw Maui heat on the shelf at the store, you know, you might not try it. You'd be like, mm, spicy pineapple. That sounds weird. But, you know, you get it in the discovery kit and you try it. And I mean, you know, even for me, when I first heard of them, of Alec making that flavor, I was like, spicy pineapple. I don't know. And then I tried it. And I was like, wow. Like it's honestly, I think it's my favorite flavor. So well, see that, that covers, so my, that covers my next question. Cause I was going to ask you, it, 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 which one is your favorite flavor? So obviously we've got that covered. But now I'm going to go to the next question, which uh, always makes the R&D department usually shake and quiver because it means work for them. <laughs> what flavor or profile would you like to see that you don't have yet? Um, that's a good question. You know, we, we have a new one that we're going to come out with in the spring that I'm super excited about. I can't, I can't give away what it is, but oh. Um, oh. Honest, <laughs> honestly, I'm super excited about that one. And it's a, it's a little different profile than anything we have right now. You know, we have like the butters and sort of the salty flavors and some spicy ones and some sweet ones. Um, but this one is, is a little bit different direction. So I'm excited about that. Well, that's great. Um, you know, and I, and I think a lot of people, you know, they want um, just kind of a straight up cheddar flavor. Mm -hmm. Um you know, which, which we may do. There are some limitations um, in microwave popcorn, you know, that uh, some ingredients that you can't do because they'll burn. So like ac actual cheese is one of those things. So, you know, there kind of has to be like some workarounds to get it right. Okay. Okay. And I know that uh, if, unless these guys get their act together, then there might not be a season, but I think my two cents is whenever I go to like a Phillies game or even the Eagles, it does, the, the, the Phillies may not happen because they're still not even at spring yeah. training, but even like an Eagles game or a Flyers game that uh, whenever you're in one of the, the boxes, because uh, I hate to admit this, but that's the way I like to enjoy the game yeah. is in a box because you're in a comfy seat, uh, especially in the Eagles and the Phillies. It, it's climate controlled. You have the most support part you have. This is when you know you're getting old, Dodd. You have your own yeah, bathroom. Right, right, that's, right. What, that, that's what excites <laughs> you when you go. But when you're, at the, when you're at the box, they have a microwave for the most part in all of the boxes. I personally yeah. would love to see Oppo Pop in sports stadiums, concert venues, and things like that to be one of the options that when I come into the box to be able to enjoy whenever I'm watching a performance or a sporting event. Well, so would we. And that's like definitely something that we've talked about and that we're working on. I mean, it is really a perfect fit for 
the like VIP boxes and that kind of thing, especially look, if they have their own microwave. Look at that. Um, Great minds know, so think, think alike, I think Don. They sure do. There. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think it would be a match made in heaven. I think you guys are on the right track to uh, make that happen. And I think once the stadium tastes it, you'll have your foot in the door and all of the uh, customers who are going will thank them and you'll you'll make sure that that gaming experience or performance is that much better off but it was such a pleasure talking to you pal can you give us a website social media anything like that before you go yeah uh like i said our website's opopop.com um so you can go there and order any of our products and then on social we're at opopopco so o-p-o-p-o-p-c-o thank you so much have yourself a great night and thanks again all right, thanks a lot. Good talking with you. Good talking to you as well. So that was fun, Don. It was. I mean, it's interesting concept. Uh, yes. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> I know. Um, no, but um, I enjoy good popcorn. I don't know if you ever had nutritional brewer's yeast on your popcorn. Okay. No? No? No. Oh, it's a great product. Really? Yeah. It's, it's hard to get. It's not like regular brewer, you know, brewing yeast but it's nutritional brewer's yeast and it's okay. comes out like a powder you sprinkle it on your popcorn and gives it a nice flavor but do you know what else is a nice flavor don what's that buddy all of this delicious wonderful smelling food that we have in studio tonight <sighs> if only the people listening could smell it themselves that's what we need that's the technology we need. There would be, be at the door knocking, knocking it down. <laughs> They'd be like, hey. Fight for it. But we have to thank the individuals who came and brought this wonderful feast in. It's Jam Rock Reggae Soul. And my goodness gracious, you guys have done a fantastic job. It's Aaliyah Thomas and Omar Campbell. Aaliyah is the owner chef. Omar is the co-owner slash chef. Thank you much for joining us tonight. Thank you for inviting us. It is our pleasure. You, you, you can say something, Omar. <laughs> you don't have to hide over there. <laughs> yeah, talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure to see you guys. So you guys are located at 1269 Blackwood Clementon Road, Clementon, New Jersey. Now... What would you say is the uh, cuisine du jour? What is the go-to cuisine that you guys are putting out there? Um, the oxtails one is one of the um, top seller. Go. The jerk chicken. Okay. The best seller. The two best sellers. The two best seller. So obviously, even though this is, we're calling it reggae soul, obviously the, the king of reggae comes from Jamaica. This would be a Caribbean sort of uh, feel for anyone who's looking into a Caribbean style meal, correct? Yes. Okay. How did the name come about? Jam Rock Reggae Soul. Interesting name, isn't it, Dom? It is. Um, um, I was sitting on my break one day, and I said I want to open a restaurant. So I was just deciding what come up with a name. And so one of my co-workers was saying, what about Jam Rock? So I said, oh, sound good. So I just decided to say Jam Rock Reggae Soul. It reminded me of uh, of like a Jim Henson thing that uh remember remember that uh, the, with the muppets yeah, what was what was this fraggle rock fraggle rock that was it <laughs> and i saw it jam rock reggae soul i was like this sounds like it could be a fantastic episode with little <laughs> <laughs> sesame street but i think it, 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 it it's not sesame street fraggle rock was a whole different not sesame street god that was part of it <laughs> but uh what was it that made you want to present this cuisine? Uh, is it uh, from your background? Is it your family? This is something that you strongly feel? Yeah, well, it's a part of our culture. So, you know, starting out doing jerk chicken from Kingston, Jamaica, I used a lot of, a lot of sales. So I used a sell on the street. Yeah, I mean, and that is the way it is. I've been to Jamaica more times than I can remember, but you've you've obviously lived there, so you've been there a lot longer <laughs> yeah, than I have. But 
the traditional way of jerk chicken when you're going around Jamaica, as you mentioned, is street side. Yes. A lot of vendors. And it, it's smoked yes. and, and grilled in a very traditional way. And it's a very affordable, quick meal as well because it, it's it's not like you're taking the time out of your day and it's a sit down sort of thing am, am i correct in this that traditionally no. well you're gonna well doing jerk chicken you gotta keep very active mm-hmm. inside the kitchen well yeah you have to stay active but i'm saying <laughs> as far as the as far as the experience it's it's more of a quick transaction and yes it, it, it's more of hey i want exactly. this and it's grab and go yes 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 so uh i'm assuming you grew up in jamaica yes I grew up in, yeah, I grew up in St. Mary and Kingston, you know. Okay. Yeah, so doing direct ticking, we got lines. We developed long lines. Mm-hmm. Bus, yeah. cars, trucks. Now, in Jamaica, is there, we'll give the example of Philadelphia. In Jamaica, is there a big debate? of a certain way that jerk chicken should be prepared or what region has the best jerk chicken? Well, there's a Portland, but Kingston, we do got good jerk chicken too. Okay. So we we do tons of jerk chicken okay. every day. Okay. And But the, uh, the most, the highest rank one is which one? Well, let's say it's Portland. Cause Portland. They, yeah, they got the hoods, so the most, you know, the hood kind of get a different taste, uh, different flavor. Like or yeah. oak. Yeah, okay. so the smoke, so the smoke get, you know, the wood get a different kind of taste, you know? Okay. So you're able to bring that sort of cooking style and cook and, and technique and say, listen, obviously I'm from Jamaica, so you're going to have a more authentic experience coming to jam rock than you would at some other locations because i'll tell you one thing one of my favorite cuisines is jerk chicken i love it and one of my favorite things to eat in the world been all over the world seven continents flat out done right jerk chicken is amazing i don't know what it is about it but it's always been one of my favorites the thing that aggravates me more than anything is if I go to a restaurant that's advertising themselves as Caribbean or Jamaican and it comes out of a, a, a sheet pan and it's been baked in the oven and they're just sprinkling <laughs> some seasoning. That's one of the times when I almost feel like we need to call the police because I want to slap someone. <laughs> <laughs> So you feel the same way I do. Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way because yeah, a lot of people, when they speak about grilled chicken, they do not got any smoke. You understand? I got a real smoker, so, you know, that's charcoal done. have the real taste, flavor, you know, season right. Exactly. If, yeah. you're not, if you don't I got have... got spice. Exactly. If you don't have the correct way that it's being done, don't call it jerk chicken. Call it... Baked chicken with jerk seasoning. Just don't call it jerk Jerk chicken. chicken. That's what a lot of people don't understand um, when it comes to the jerk chicken because most people think that the jerk chicken is done in the oven. No, it's not done in the oven. It's done on a grill. And in Jamaica, they do do the the, um, pimento wood. Mm Mm-hmm. Jerk. Yeah. yeah, the pimento wheel. That, that's what they use. But mo- most of the customers, they when they, my customers come ask me, my chicken jerk on the oven or on the grill. My chicken always jerk on the grill. You say, what did the fire hand say to the face? <laughs> Bam! <laughs> oven on the grill! No matter what, it's jerk on the grill. Summertime, winter time, snow, whatever, it's jerk on the grill. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I light up that grill, sometimes the cup will pass until it says it's smoke. <laughs> I see it all the way. From down the street, so you have to pass and look. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. And, and the smell alone. Yes. It's it's so unique, and it, and you can tell the difference. And it's sort of I'm a certified barbecue judge, so I equate it similar to barbecue that when you're biting into a authentic, properly cooked style jerk chicken. You have a little bit of that smoke ring because it's permeating through the meat. So 
I, I love that you guys are doing it the proper way, that it, that without a doubt that if somebody comes there, that they're going to get an authentic experience. It, that's great. So now that we've got that covered, that you guys got the one of the best jerk chickens in South Jersey, I'm going to ask you, how did you get where you're at? Because like you said, you thought of this idea on a break. So what were you doing? How did you get to the point where you're at today? I wanted to stop working. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to stop working. So I, I I made it a goal from when I turned 40 that I wanted to start my own business. I didn't want to work anymore. So when I turned 40, I said, all right, it's time. And I came up the name, did my research, looked for a place. I just started doing a thing. And how was it that uh, the location came about? What was it at that particular location that drew your interest? Because there was other Jamaican spots there. I, we did taste the food and didn't like it. Yeah. And a lot of people... You, and you all put them out of business? You, no. You <laughs> <laughs> said, what? <laughs> no. I tasted your food. Garbage. <laughs> well, we know it's a high demand for Jamaican food. So I said, okay, it's close by us, and the spot was open. So we want to sorry, we contact the people, and they said the place was available. And we got it, and we just took off and how long have you been open 2017 2017 okay mm -hmm. yeah. and uh have you you've had jamaican food right don yeah. what, what what jamaican food do you like i like the uh, jerk chicken that's your I'm favorite you. as well yeah yeah i like the spice in it <laughs> i like it i like it all though i like yeah. the jerk chicken i like the oxtail i like the brown stew i like the curry the curry goat uh, the uh S curry goat yeah curry, yeah, curry goat, goat. yeah uh, never had the ox and if you want to go meatless yeah. lamb yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh i mean and do you guys do the whole yeah. We do escovish, we do the stew fish, we do we do everything. Uh, everything. We do ackee and salt keep fish. Keep talking. Keep talking. Um uh, we do fried dumplings. Everybody loves the ackee and salt fish and the fried dumplings. We do that. So uh, yeah, we're gonna introduce some um, roti. Oh the roti. Yeah. That I mean and also the uh I, you can tell me because you you've lived in Jamaica. I've always wondered if this is authentic. The cola champagne. Is that authentic? Champagne cola. Yes. Champagne cola. Yeah, most most of the Jamaican stuff. It, yeah. So that is an authentic it, beverage. It, yes, because most most of the stuff them like the rum, the wine, they come from the tree. Okay. They come from the first. But but that beverage is an authentic Jamaican. Yes. I, I love it. Yeah, That's like, the, it's like red stripe. Yes. Well, yeah, I've had that. That's <laughs> 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 good for you. But it's not champagne. This is a soda, Don. It's a soda. Oh. oh. That's probably why I never drank it. <laughs> Don just sticks with the red stripe. Yeah. Because you have red stripe at your bar? No. Oh! Nobody, I'm sorry to say, but nobody would drink it there. Oh, Don. Yeah. The regular beers. The regular ones. Yeah. So. You would be surprised. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say what, I'll, I'll bring a case in. If it sells, I'll let you know. So you've been there for since 2017, obviously five years. Uh, they always say that uh, after three years, that if a business survives the first three years, that things should be getting easier. Have you found that to be the case? Or, especially, I mean, COVID certainly couldn't have helped. I mean, good golly. Um, not really. Um, since COVID, it's been a little hard. Um, it did kind of pick up, but then it started back up with the new variant and all. Yeah. And now it's slowing down. But to now I see it, that it's still, like, picking up a little bit. But I have faith in God. So whatever guy say, I go with. So if it if it if it don't work out, it don't work out. But I have faith, so I'm going. Now, do you guys offer the uh, delivery, or you, are you through any of the uh, third party delivery services? Yes, we have DoorDash, GrubHub, and Uber Eats. Okay. And then we have our online website, 
um, Jamrock Reggae Soul dot com, and it's through Minify. So we do get a lot of orders through them. Okay. What would you say is the most difficult part of running the business right now? Um, customers. <laughs> um, not customers because we have a high demand of our food. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the wait, the wait time is longer. Okay. So we have the grub pub, we have the Uber Eats, we have the calling orders, then we have everybody just come in at one time. So we try to get everybody. We do have the staff, but you just try to get everybody out. But because we have so much different stuff on my uh, menu, and everybody coming in, they want this, they want that. But we try to give them a time. But the time, but sometimes the time take longer. Yeah. So um, I just want wish they could be a little bit patient because it is a high demand for our food. So we just try, we try our best, try to get out that's the best way we do. could. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good sign to have high demand. It's, yeah. it's better to have high demand than low demand. Yes. <laughs> yes. Our own food, like. Cause we don't make everything same time, like the fried chicken, the steamed fish, the fried fish, or the stew fish. We don't make it and put it on. We make it when it's harder, fresh. To order yeah. fresh, yeah, fresh yeah. to order. Yeah. Sure, it's the best way to eat it. I yes. mean, that, that's the only way to do it. So, obviously, that's a challenge. But to me. That sounds like a good challenge yeah. to have. It's always better to be busy than not busy. Uh, how have you guys been navigating the food costs and supply chain issues? Ugh. Um, it's hard. It's hard, but um, I just shop. Just shop around. Sometimes I have to travel out of state to go further to go get what I need because some places have it and some places don't but you have to travel so you know it's going to cost cost a lot but I just have to do what I have to do it's hard but I mean Don's had it first hand oh, especially with the coffee uh, <laughs> in the coffee business and yeah. sourcing out the, the, the beans for, for the coffee that you need is, is getting more and more difficult and, and they're complaining that you know, bad weather the, 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 the uh, crops weren't as Fruitful as they were the year before, at a price of the bags because they have aluminum in there to keep the coffee fresher. Just, everything's just skyrocketing, and, and I, that's one thing I hate to go you know, tell customers, "Look, it's going to cost you more this year." And they all look at you like you have eight heads, and you know it's not just me. But, uh, it's, it's all around. On, yeah, it's on the band. I mean, it's it's every single product across the board. It's not just food. It, it's everyday products that it's it's hitting everyone but uh how about staffing because one of the largest complaints that we always hear for any business especially small business don knows this as well is is staffing it's hard out there whether it's uh due to covid or 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 just people not wanting to do certain things Uh, i mean don you, you said over and over it's hard to keep a good experienced person around yeah, people just don't want to. Say they don't want to work. They're just not interested right now. That's I, what it I is. That that time that they had off, I guess they you know, think it's the way it should be from now on. How have you guys it, navigated that? Well, what? because I have a because I have children and all, so we whatever need to be helped. I have them chip in. Oh, oh see. That's, good. Uh, yeah. that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> no if and or buts about yeah. that. Listen, no application needed. You're going into them. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yeah. But it's hard. It's, it is hard. It's very hard when you don't have the staff. But yeah. you just have to do what you gotta do and explain to your customers, okay, you're short and whatever. Just it's hard. Yeah. So yeah. what would you say is the best method or what can we get out to people listening to uh, have the best experience with you possible? Because we don't want someone to go and have a negative experience or if they're waiting. what What's the best way to make sure that we're having a positive experience with Jam Rock Ricky um, Soul? Order your food ahead of time. Okay. And, um, that, and, and the thing is, you say that, and this should be common sense, but... You, as you know firsthand, being a business owner, people come in and be like, I want this. Okay, well, 15, 20 minutes or however long. What do you mean? 
Yeah. Why yeah. did you call ahead of yeah, time? A fast food restaurant. Exactly. It's a restaurant you come and sit and relax and enjoy what you're eating. <laughs> so, you can sit inside. But I, I, I feel your struggle, so call ahead of time, definitely. Um, Be patient. Patient. Patient is the number one. Because we do give you fresh food, and we try to give you quality food. But if you're coming in there, you're rushing, rushing, People are going to make mistakes no matter what, mm-hmm. right? But if you rush your eyes, it's going to be more mistakes. So yeah. just be patient, and that's what I ask everybody. Yeah. Because, like I said, we have the high demand of our food. So just help us be patient and we can try to get out. Definitely. Yeah, because um, building all the food, like doing all the jerk chicken every day, you have to do that every day. Rice and peas, cabbage, everything. You have to build every day. I'll take time. And and it's surprising, as Don said, unfortunately in this day and age, it seems like more people think that every single restaurateur is is fast food. Yeah. And and it's not. And I guess maybe all of us are just showing our age. It would do would you say that it's a younger generation that demands that, or do you just find it across the board? It's just across the board. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's not a generational thing. No. The, the younger ones have the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but the, I, I don't pay no attention because I have teenagers, so I don't pay no attention. I just sit yeah. up there and I talk to them and I try yeah. to explain to them, like, just give us some time because sometimes we might be short staff. Yeah. So you never know what's going on. In the back, or you never know what's going on with somebody. So you just try to kind of look at it and say, okay, let's see what we could do to try to make it better for you guys. Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. But uh, before we close the segment up, we're almost at the end of the show. I want to ask Omar here because uh, he's going to be my go-to Jamaica expert. So, Omar, the next time I go to Jamaica, I know that... I'm probably going to the Pats and Genos of Jamaica being Scotchies. It's, I'm probably going to the most uh, touristy place that one could think of. Where should anyone who's going to Jamaica go to have the best jerk chicken? I'm counting on you. Portland. And so anywhere in Portland or a particular? Boston. A place near Boston in Portland. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that's that's the best place. Yes. All right. So, John, Don, sounds like we're going to have to go to Portland. If not, we'll we'll call it, we'll call it food research. Yes. <laughs> or I'm in. Or we could just go the easy. We, we we could just go the easy route. <laughs> <laughs> but come to Jamrock. Exactly. <laughs> See, the easy route is to go to Jamrock, but. Uh, it was such a joy talking to you guys. But before we go, we have to talk to one of our most important pieces of Small Bites Radio, and that would be Hell's Kitchen All-Star, the most influential chef as named by Cooking Light Magazine, our very own Chef Barbie Marshall. How's it going tonight, Chef Barbie? It's pretty cold in Philadelphia. <laughs> so you guys freezing. But it's been going great. Um, I actually got a chance to go to Craftsman's Row Saloon this week. Um, I got did a chance to do their Mardi Gras pop-up preview, which was amazing. They are featuring um, completely Mardi Gras-themed menu, shakes, and cocktails. Um, I got to tell you, I had some favorites. The... um, Wait, where do I want to start? With the shakes, I had the, the King of Bourbon Street, which had a whole wedge of king cake on the top of it. Um, powdered donuts. It had jimmies. It says festive sprinkles, but I just feel like that's a typo for Philadelphia. It should be jimmies, right? Yeah. Caramel. We also had the S'more Than Good, which is exactly how it sounds. Toasted marshmallows, fluffed chocolate, but the cocktails that masquerade hurricane and the Houdet martini with vodka, blackberry, elderflower, and lemon. Okay. Oh, my goodness, was delicious. But the sandwiches, all right. I had the big easy burger, which had Old Bay fries, American cheese, shrimp, 
remoulade and onions on a potato roll. And my guest had hot honey chicken mac, which was fried chicken with sriracha honey on a Martin's potato roll with macaroni and cheese. So really, 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 really amazing. They had some loaded buffalo shrimp fries, barbecue fried shrimp mac and cheese, um, some dirty rice with shrimp and ground beef instead of the traditional liver because, you know, everybody is not about the awful life. Um, <laughs> they're located at 112 South 8th Street. So, you know, if you're feeling like you want a Fat Tuesday, you definitely need to check out Craftsman's Row. Awesome. Well, that was a great description, Chef Barbie. Was. That sounds like quite a party. And uh, the Big it's Easy bad. in Philadelphia. But uh, thanks for uh, joining us, Chef Barbie. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, before we go, uh, Aliyah or Omar, tell us. Website, social media, address, telephone number. How can people reach you? Jamrat Reggae Soul. We are 1269 Blackwood Clementon Road in Clementon, New Jersey. We're in the um, Commerce Plaza. Um, we're in between Lumpy's and Little Caesar um, restaurant. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, Jamrat Reggae Soul. Um, we have Grubhub. We have DoorDash. We have um, Uber Eats. Awesome. And you can also order on I um Manufy online order and that's jamrockreggaesoul.com and our telephone number eight five six two five eight 258-4774. Awesome. Don, hurry. I'm Donato Marino with uh uh, being the barista service, DNL coffee service, it can be reached at 215-365-5521, and you can find us on Facebook. Awesome. I'm Derek Timms, LumineGeneFood.com. This is Small Bites. We're uh, on Sundays. Catch us the following day on iTunes or on any of your Apple products on iTunes. Uh, we're syndicated. Find us. Google us. Uh, thank you, John Howard Fusco, Chef Val, and also Chuck Lepley of Oppo Pop, also Chef Barbie Marshall, and we end the show like we always do from the legendary joke teller, Jackie the Joke Man Martlin. Have a great night. Hello, I'm Jackie Martling, and this is Small Bites. It's late one night, and the college couple's making out under a tree. She says, Michael, I wish you had a flashlight. He says, why is that? Because you've been eating grass for 15 minutes. <laughs>